Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Diana Me is indeed the Princess of Policy. All of the policy wonks in America bow down before her. All of the punditry class are in awe of her brilliance. She shines like a diamond in the world of policy. She's our princess, yours and mine, and here she is, Princess Di, Diana Mee. Welcome, Your Highness. James, Knight (laughs) of the Golden Order. I appreciate that every time. You've had quite a week. It's been just a hot show every day, so I just wanted to thank you for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very, very much. You know, guess who's back? Who? He don't have no slave blood. That's your first hint. He wasn't part of the struggle. The struggle. He, He was never a part of the struggle. And he's not authentic, according to the guy in the New York Times. <laughs> Washington, L.A. Times, I'm sorry. Got to get that right. Don't want a lawsuit. Not with the New York Times. Oh, no. Oh, did you? Oh, before we get there, let me stop. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, he's back. He's giving. He, he came out of retirement in Hawaii <laughs> and, and wherever else and partying without a mask in, uh, in uh, Cape Cod. And he's back to deliver advice to the Democrats. He's giving them a wake-up call ahead of their looming, it says in the Daily Mail, midterm disaster. So what do you think? Obama's back. He's got some advice. What do you think about Obama's advice for Democrats, Diana? Well, it's interesting because we are about to get nine months of media helpful advice to the Democrats. And this is part of that campaign. They're digging up the, you know, every old, young Democrat with any clout whatsoever to to try and shore up their prospects. This is very similar to what Carville said about a week and a half ago, he advised the Democrats to start gloating and promoting about their accomplishments. And that is the same thing that Obama is saying, basically stop complaining about what we didn't get done, but we want to start bragging about what we did get done. And really the only thing that they quote unquote got done is the $1.2 trillion infrastructure deal. They didn't get that done. The 13 Republican rhinos that voted for that thing got that done. Democrats didn't do that. It was 13 Republican rhinos that made Joe Biden's infrastructure deal possible. Well, regardless, you're absolutely right, but it's the only accomplishment that they can turn to that's not negative as far as the economic news, which are record-breaking in a bad way for Democrats, a a huge inflation, 40-year high, 7.5%, and that is basically based on government numbers, which are underestimated, and the polling numbers. So, you know, the only thing they can point to is this thing Republicans help them do, and even this infrastructure deal 
deal isn't fully it. A lot of the things that they're going to be bragging or gloating and promoting, they still don't have the budget for. They still have to get the money for a lot of these things that even though it passed, so to speak, in Congress, it, it's not been funded. So literally they have nothing. And so they're sending out these old dogs to, you know, try and help the Democrat Party somehow limp to a victory. But I don't think anyone believes that that's going to happen because the all of the data shows that they're in for a drubbing, a shellacking, as Obama says. Yes. Well, I'm not going to call the next person an old dog because I'd get some complaints. But they're also trying to reel in someone else from their past. And I can't believe that they're actually doing this and trying to to force this poor person on America again. This, okay, one more round for the has been, or in some cases when it comes to presidential, the never was been, never will be, Hillary Clinton. She's making a comeback again, 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 and again. She's speaking at the New York State Democrat Party convention. But they're all why, but they're all getting moist because they keep thinking yeah. that this is. Th- th- they keep saying that the, the press is getting moist. They keep portraying oh. this as oh she's the hope. Oh she's Miss. Oh she, Hillary's going to galvanize the party. Oh she's going to she's the what we've been needing in contrast to Biden and Harris. A calm, a rational voice. The elder. Miss Hillary, once again, Hillary Clinton's going to save the day. Okay. Well, first of all, this has been in one outlet, the UK Daily Mail. And if you read that piece thoroughly, they have one source, and that is Dick Morris, who is the only source who is now saying that Hillary has set herself up in a brilliant, brilliant strategy and going on and on. There is really no hue and cry from the party at all for her. She is ginning this up. She was able to gin up uh, last week a Wall Street Journal op-ed by Doug Schoen and Andy Stein. We discussed that uh, a couple of Saturdays ago. And so that was one. It did not uh, instigate a groundswell. And then there's this Dick Morris piece. The person you have to look for is James Clyburn, the Democrat from South Carolina. He has traditionally been Hillary's go-to person when she is about to emerge on stage. And he has really been supportive of Biden. He's the one who, if you remember, his endorsement changed everything, and Biden was able to win the nomination. And he's the one that told Biden he better better nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. Yes, Which, by had, the way, he has a lot of a lot of tr- uh, control over Biden. So if did you see that, that brilliant meme that I posted about that on my Twitter account? <laughs> so good. I love your memes. They're so good. Yes. OK, so so it's Clyburn we need to look for. If Clyburn comes yeah. out and says, yeah, yeah, Hillary, then that means it's serious, not Dick. Morris. And it's serious. Yes. In the meantime, ignore it. All right. Last one for today. And you will be joining us tomorrow. On our yeah. Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Can't but wait. Less, yes, for today. Uh, I thought, Diana, that this one might not be something that you could comment on from experience, but I would ask you anyway. <laughs> and that is an article <laughs> that NBC News has put out that older adults can blame clutter for their difficulties <laughs> with memory. It's not that they're, it's not, I mean, because you get old, you get wiser. 
So why do we have older people? Why do younger people who have less knowledge or often better at memory, uh, a memory task than older people? And they're saying it's the clutter in our brain, in their older people's brains. Yes, our brains when we get older. According to this article, which just basically looked back at all the older studies, it wasn't a new study, that the problem is that older people have a challenge of sifting through more information in their brain. So if they're trying to recall a name or an event, there are so many more examples in their brain that they have to sift through them quickly and often, you know, it can come up with it in the quick time they need it there. This is the new theory that is due to memory cluttering. And they do say that older adults who do not do well on memory tests where you have to recall something that was stated to you a few minutes later, they do do better at different kinds of memory tests that focuses on creativity and decision making. So there is hope for us. And I have to say, if you're talking about clutter, I have always blamed Democrat scandals that I have tried to keep track of in my brain. And it clutters up my memory so much that I cannot recall anything else. Now, let me put this to a test. I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, dear. And I want an answer. The very first time, Diana, that you and I had a discussion about language, which was now many, 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 well, some years ago, Mm -hmm. you printed out a word for me on a post-it that you used, and I had no idea what the word was. And I hope I can pronounce it right. The word was subnobulance or something like that. What does that word mean? Was it somnobulance? Yes, that was it. I almost got it right. Subnobulence. And right there you go again. Subnobulence. Okay, your majesty, your highness with words. It's it's inability to sleep. So, uh, you know, sleepwalking, I believe. Subnobulence. Hey, listen, the other thing in this NBC News article says that the problem arises in the hippocampus. And if you remember, Christine Blasey Ford was the one who first alerted us to the the importance of the hippocampus. So let us work on that. I don't remember that. What did she say? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Diana, me, Princess of Policy, thank you so much. We will look forward to hearing from you tomorrow, we'll have other political and cultural news to discuss with you, Your Majesty. We all bow down and genuflect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Sir James. James Golden at Cable Sterling, back right after this.